The Home Show with Color Trend. Bring home Irish color with Color Trend paint. This is News Talk. Welcome along to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. Coming up today, an antiques roadshow expert comes to town to explore the new movie, The Colour Room, and the bizarre pottery of Clarice Cliff. Getting nude and rude around the home, we look at the must-have fabrics if you like to go au natural at home. And our resident architect, Roisin Murphy, will be asking when it comes to Christmas trees, real or fake? If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here on The Home Show at 53106 for 30 cent. Email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com or find me over on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live, listen back to the show and all of our podcasts, our full Greatest Hits collection on the Newstalk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, you're very welcome along this morning, folks. Uh, We are going to have the debate to end all debates now. Uh, I know it's only still November, but I am told they are everywhere. Uh, Real or fake? Yes, I'm talking about Christmas trees. Have you got yours up yet? Uh, Well, Roshi, Murphy will be giving us her definitive take later on in the show. I'll be giving my own opinion and what are the chances we are not going to agree on that. But what I want to know this morning is uh, your opinion. Uh, Real versus fake. Do you want full tacky silver gold or are you going for the real conifer and that gorgeous smell that goes with it have you got yours up if not when are you putting it up and do you have a ritual around decoration we do in our home and I'd love to hear yours so if you want to text us in 53106 for 30 cent let us know what your Christmas tree traditions are uh, or if you want to send us along a picture at the home show at newstalk.com I will retweet those for us later and you are very welcome along to the show this morning. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. I have ideas. How many women modellers do you see? You've got some talent. I say we stop playing it safe. Be careful, Miss Cliff. Don't misinterpret my brother's attentions. The modern woman is forward-looking. If we sell directly to women, we'd be leading the way in the potteries. The Clarice Cliff I know sets her own path. That's the trailer of a new movie called The Colour Room, starring Bridgerton actress Phoebe Dynevor, and it charts the history of the revolutionary British ceramicist Claris Cliff. To look at the life, work and legacy of Claris Cliff, I'm joined now by the director of Fielding's Auctioneers, who was the historical expert on The Colour Room, but you probably know him better from the BBC's Antiques Roadshow, Will Farmer. Good morning, Will. Welcome along to The Home Show. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me along. Now, let's start by describing Clarice Cliff pottery for those who aren't familiar with it. Well, I think, you know, it it comes down to those classic descriptive terms, bold, brave, daring, dynamic, colourful, you know, all these sort of terms that that spring to mind, sort of uh, an era that is an era I would desperately love to uh, get in my time machine and travel back to the 1920s and 1930s. It is that whole Art Deco uh, period and it really was a time when when, uh, geometry came into play, as you say, 
bold colours, a long way removed from what had gone before with little Victorian flowers and the Wedgwood kind of simplicity. Isn't that, isn't that so? Absolutely. And I think this is a really interesting thing about when, when we look at historical eras through time, you know, you get certain ones that define everything, you know, the Georgian era from architecture and clothing and everything. Um, and yeah, the, the Art Deco, the 1920s and 30s, we'd come out of, you know, at the time they called it the war to end all wars, you know, the Great War had, had finished. There was this, you know, definite, uh, definite need for change. And what you come out of it is the roaring 20s, you know, um, the emancipation of women, people going out and enjoying themselves. And then on the back of this, you see this wonderful burst in architecture, art, mm. design and style. And this is what I love so much about Clarice, because there are so many urban myths. You know, the urban myth that she was, it was sold in Woolworths. It wasn't, you know, or that it was cheap. It really wasn't. This was a considered purchase back in the day. But the thing was that Clarice was right in the heart of it. And as a business person and as a woman who knew what she wanted, she was totally aware of the environments around her and the greater movements that were happening, whether it was cubism, abstract art, you know, she knew what was what. And she managed to take all of these influences from around Europe and around the world and transform them into everyday objects for the women at home. And she, her tagline at the time was, painted by women for women. You know, this was a woman who absolutely broke through boundaries, both gender and social boundaries of her time. Now, that wouldn't be an unusual um, epitaph on on piece of art these days in 2021. And, and Clarice Cliff was not your average artist. I mean, for a start, she was working class and she was female. So how did it go down with the with the buyers uh, and the powers that be? Well, this is the really interesting thing in the fact that, you know, as you quite rightly say, we've got to, in, in this day and age, you know, things are levelling up and quite right too. You know, this is, this we're in a much different age where, you know, we, you know, so much has been thoughtful, but we've got to push the clock back 100, 120 years. And as you rightly say, she was a working class girl who was raised in a family of eight other, there were, there were seven siblings in a two up, two down house in the middle of uh, Tunstall. And she basically was so driven. I mean, the, the one story I often tell about Clarice, which I love, is the fact she was born in 1899. She hated that. And she used to lie and tell people that she was born <laughs> in 1900. Oh because by being, by being born in 1899, that made her 19th century. By being born in 1900, it made her 20th century. And modern. Now, yeah. And modern. And here was a, a young woman who basically had so much about her that she wasn't going to adhere. And you asked, how was she met? How was it received? This was a very, very heavily male dominated industry and a male dominated world. And the very smart thing, which for those people who I hope will go out and see the film and watch the film, will see is she was one of the early pioneers in what, I mean, we take marketing as second nature now, but she grasped these ideas of basically saying, well, hang on, women are my audience. These are the people I want to buy this stuff. Why am I dealing with the men? Forget the men, kick the men to the curb. Quite right, Clarice. <laughs> she went direct to the people mm -hmm. that she wanted. She went to her audience. And to have that foresight, which today is commonplace and second nature to all of us, was so forward thinking. So uh, one of the things, of course, we, we know from uh, Clarice Cliff and, and when you talk about 
the appealing to women. There was a utilitarian nature, even though it was so beautiful about her stuff, like teapots and bowls to be used and plates to be served on. Uh, and her most iconic mm. collection is probably this invention that she had called Bizarre. Uh, tell us about that. Well, Bizarre is, it, it, just to clarify this to people, because again, lots of people ask me, well, you know, what is Bizarre? Bizarre is the is the sort of umbrella term for everything that she created. Um, so it was it was sort of the the vehicle that drove her ideas. Then within Bizarre, you get all the different ranges and different patterns, and they can be. I mean, I, I always break Clarice down into four main categories. I mean, we're an auction house that we have two big special sales of her work a year, and I always break it down because actually the collectors fall into these categories it's a little bit tribal you get the landscapes those very classic landscapes that most people think of with clarice those whimsical little cottages and windswept trees you then get the fruits and florals you know which are all her big blousy very over the top dramatic floral things and lovely you know uh, you know abstracted ideas of fruit you then get the uh, what i call having a little bit of fun which is all of her very whimsical she had a great sense of humor clarice and managed to transfer that into her pottery but then also the big one and this today is where the big bucks really truly are is all of her abstract work Mm. and those are the four main categories but each of them have their influences and she was definitely aware of modern art movements modern artists she traveled down to london she was at the royal college of art so this is a woman who knew so much and was so so forward thinking and driven in what she wanted she knew exactly what she wanted absolutely i am speaking with will farmer who uh, you know from the bbc's antiques roadshow but was the historical expert on the color room will Tell me a little bit about what it was like consulting on this movie. It's on Sky Cinema at the moment. Phoebe Dynavor, we know her from Bridgerton. Um, was it great fun? Oh, do you know what? It, it, it's wonderful. I mean, I have been so fortunate and so blessed in my life to have some amazing experiences. I, you know, I've been working in TV now since sort of the early 2000s. So, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. But to then step into the, you know, the cinematic world, the world of movies was a very different beast. Um, because it was a very fortuitous sort of phone call. It was a very tentative phone call from the production company. And I think they were, they were a little bit cagey, as in, who's this Will Farmer? Who are you? Do you know, do you know what the you're talking about? The world we... expert on Clarice Cliff is who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll let you say that. I'll let you say that. Um, but it was really interesting because we, we our initial chat actually spawned a couple of things which then drove the machine into top gear which was we were having this wonderful chat and they were talking to me about locations and about the pots themselves and would i look at they'd had a lot of imitation ceramics made for the film for the backdrop and scenery and so on and would i would i vet them and approve them or throw them out and the best line i think which was the turning point for me was they were asking about locations and they'd found a beautiful old warehouse mm -hmm. in Leek in Staffordshire. And they said, oh, it's the most fantastic location. The sunlight floods through the windows. And I went, oh, that, that's, that's no good. And they paused and went, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, the, the girls had this problem back in the 30s. And they said, we don't, what, what do you mean? I said, well, sunlight flooding into a studio is a nightmare for a painteress trying to do her work. And I said, actually, back in the 30s, the girls used to, and they were called the Bizarre Girls. That was their name. All of Clarice's painters became known Wonderful. as the Bizarre Girls. And I said, the Bizarre Girls used to 
basically cover the windows with tracing paper and copies of the Stoke Sentinel newspaper. And the, pro the, the set designer, a lady called Marianne Murray, and the production designer stopped and went, well, how do you know this? And I said, well, they told me. And they went, who told you? And I, said, the bizarre... and I said, the bizarre girls. And they went, they're all dead. I went, yes, but they weren't when I met them. <laughs> and uh, and suddenly this this whole thing, and they just went, you've met the, the original bizarre girls. I said, yeah, yeah, many times. And and we just sparred from there. And, and then the final sort of quick one was the fact that uh, I won't spoil it for everybody because I, I want you to go and watch it. But the the final close of the film um there was a there was a rewrite and it was all to do with a very rare document that is in my personal collection um i'm not going to tell the listeners what it is oh. because i want them to go and i want them to go and see but that again came out of our conversations and, i'm intrigued and oh we'll, well we'll have to take a look at that talk to me today about how popular claris cliff is i mean a, before this movie, but I'm sure it'll explode afterwards. Uh, is she still collectible? Are there still kind of a lot of trading of her stuff at the moment? Well, I think she is as popular today um, as she has ever been. I mean, this is a market that has taken nearly 50 years to develop. Um, we've got to quickly spin the clock back. 1971, huge exhibition in America started the generation process 1972 the brighton museum held their exhibition by the late 70s there were books starting to be written people starting to really take notice and it just has slowly gathered pace mm. the nice thing is over the last 30 to 40 years there have been so many beautiful books written about her there's so much research research being done mm we have really bottomed out on her story and got that information. So what we now have is an audience who admire, appreciate, um, really respect what she achieved, mm. but also she's becoming that household name that she was in the 30s. Clarice is, as she was in the day, she's everything to everyone. And that is what I think is one of the key things about her. She knows her market, well, she knew her market in yeah. the 30s, and that same market, that same collector, that same drive, that same passion is as strong and as vibrant today as the pots she made. Will Farmer, expert on the Antiques Roadshow and on the Colour Room, uh, which is now showing on Sky Cinema. Thank you so much for joining us on The Home Show on News Talk this morning. Thank you very much. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. Producer was telling me his friends who during the winter see their tightly insulated homes heat up really intensely and that they actually wear nothing but uh, shorts or go commando when at home. We obviously don't share the same friends, uh, but it's raised not only eyebrows, but questions as to what fabrics to use in your home that will, how will I say this? cope with the extra demands made on furniture. I was a bit sceptical about all this, but it appeared on the pages of Architectural Digest as a real life dilemma. So we knew we had to cover the item, but who could we get to talk about being rude and nude in your home? Well, there was only one man for the job. Friend of the show, design director at Cohen Design, Gary Cohen. You're very welcome. Hello, to the hello, Sinead, Sinead, Sinead. 
Now, yes. can I assume we have the Americans to blame for this trend? You, you can assume, but it's going to still be time to take our knickers off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little early in the morning, just now, Gary. I'm not going to describe what Gary is actually wearing, folks. <laughs> so, are you saying that people actually have this dilemma of a too hot home, so they're stripping off to counteract it? Well, it's two things. Yes, they do. They have the warms are very, their houses are very well insulated. We worked hard to get to this in 2021 where you have to open your windows to uh, to let some of the, the heat out of your home. Think about it. You're Georging houses. They're so cold. How many times have we complained? The house is cold. The house is cold. So now we have insulation where we don't even turn on the heat and it keeps our house warm. This is great. This is great. Is it? And, and are you one of them, Gary? No, I'm in a Georgian, so I'm freezing. <laughs> I, I meant, are you one of the ones that... You're freezing because you're in a... Okay, all right, okay. So if we're going to be doing this, if this is a thing, we need then to look at our furniture because, gosh, I, I don't want to think about it. But if I have to, I don't want to think about who was previously on it before I did it. So there are some fabrics that are clearly going to be better at absorbing this trend than yes, others. Yes, there is. Yes, okay. there is. And tell me what is a good solution. Are we looking at natural fibres here? We are. So they, uh, you can also have um, uh, slip covers over your furniture. And the perfect one is, uh, I would say, is linen. So linen, uh, mm. uh, which you may not know, has an anti-allergent in it. Oh, yeah. okay. Who yes. knew? And also it regulates the body heat Cool in the summer, warm in the winter. Mm. So it's a very good fabric. And guess what? If you don't feel comfortable after they left, take it off the chair, off the sofa, into the washing machine, clean it, and now you can have it for yourself. Right. Okay. So fabrics then. So linen, a high thread count cotton. Uh, oh, you've brought in some fabrics yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. So Excellent. this one, feel okay. this one. So this is a linen. So this is what... What oh, you'll be going you on, see, sitting on. Isn't that just beautiful? It's a lovely feel to it, actually. But also um, strong. It's very strong. Yeah. It's, and it's natural. And you can have prints on it. Or that's from every, William yeah. Morris. Now, he was, yeah, he was yes. the master at all this design stuff. Okay, yeah. that's beautiful. All right. And and what else now would so I would now, I? <laughs> now, we have to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now when you're, let's just be direct. When our butt sits on something, it rubs against the fabric. Okay. And so I, you may not know this, but when we do contract or even commercial, we have to know how many times your butt has rubbed on a chair. It's called rubs. Okay. It's called, there's a name for it. Yes. And there's actually a a formula. Yes, there is a rub rating. Your butt rub rating. So. (laughs) Out of all the things that I learned on this show that I never knew that that's pretty much the one I didn't need to know. (laughs) (laughs) But but we do, we do have to know, because for example, when I design a hotel, I have to get my rub rating for about 40 to 50 above. Okay. What, what does that mean? So 40, 50 times a per- person has sat and ru- on that chair and rubbed it. Okay. Okay. So, and they do it in, the, in Europe, it's called a Martindale. Okay. Right. 20,000 rubs to 40,000 is a general. 40,000 above is good for like a hotel. Right. Uh, some hotels have requirements that it's 50 and above rubs. Okay. And then the U.S. has the Weizenbeck or Weizenbeck. Uh, and there's just a different rating. And I got it for you. So I, I, I'm just, ex- I'm, I'm kind of fascinated now about how you test that. Oh, so that's great. So what in Europe, the way they test that is with a Worcester wool um, abrasive fabric. 
Okay, and it's done in a like on a pendulum with a figure eight as it goes around. Oh, how boring! I thought you were going to say they get in six people and get them to <laughs> shit their ass in the chair over and over and have them champagne. Oh, now I know where your mind is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So what are you going to show me now? Oh, you're going to show me the. So, rub- so ah, this is one that. fabric that. Can is... I? I'm afraid to touch this now. Has a rub rating been yeah, done on? Yeah, I'm going to show you if you turn on the back of that one. <laughs> this is two hundred and fifty thousand rubs. See you right there, are thing. right. It has the <laughs> rub rating. 250,000 rubs so is actually one of the um, requirements for yes. this um, commercial uh, fabric. It, it looks like a kind of a faux suede or a velvety kind of a thing. Is that is that right? That's exactly right. Oh, I want to give okay. you another thing for this, why I like that fabric. We'll turn to the front of the, of the book. Yeah. It says that it has this thing called... An aqua clean. Uh huh. So, do you remember we were talking about cleanliness? Yes. Okay. Could spill your wine on that also. It's not the wine I'm worried about now at this stage. I'll be perfectly honest, Gary. I'm now worried about the rub- what else being spilled on it during a rub rating. Um, okay, sorry, folks, it is early in the morning. Go have another cup of coffee there. Now, can you just maybe a stiff chin? It's not too early. Um, so, how interesting. So can we find out then in our own homes what the rub rating is? Absolutely. Every fabric has a rating. So the lower the rating, the more, um, uh, the less resilient it is. Right. So when you go to a cotton, usually with a soft cotton, you never see f- chairs covered in this very soft cotton because mm. the rating is too low and it will, you know, it will tear, etc. Right. So next time you're in Arnott's, folks, um, this is the question to ask. What is the rub rating on this furniture? Uh, and I'm sure that, that you will be told. Gary, that is uh, stuff that we did not know. Now, so this is the stuff to look for. Tell me the things then. Um, what else do you have there? This is what not uh, to look for. What not to look for. <laughs> so along with the inflatable furniture, uh, what's... Do you know, you, oh, just like a tweet or Yeah, yeah. So put it against your skin and you kind of don't want to sit oh, on that. Oh, it's rough. Yeah, and, then, and also think oh, about wow. this one. Oh that, yeah, so this is like a we a woven and uh, knitted. Oh yes, see now that's going to be a bit scratchy. Now again, if you don't want imprints on your butt, you yeah. don't want one with a. And we don't. We don't carry because on look, at, you're going to have like a maze pattern if you oh, sit on that. Oh, I see. So if you've got even a velour <laughs> or a velvet thing, but it's got an, a cutout like um, an inlay. Yes, yes. It, it, that's going to appear. Yes. Yeah, so when like they a tattoo, really. Yeah. <laughs> unless that's what you want. <laughs> well, unless you're into that sort of thing, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> you have this weird and wonderful clientele. <laughs> so here's more of what you don't want, but I have some okay. what you do want. So tweeds, and so this is like the flat cap tweed that we're, we, yeah, we yeah, know. Yeah. Okay, just we don't want that because it's again, wolves, it's yes. this is all right. No, give me back the velvet. Okay, so now, brilliant. now here's some nice now, ones. Here's some. Oh, these this are lovely. This is what you'd love. Okay, to. so again, this this beautiful soft um, fabric. So so there is an inbuilt. What you want here is something that is going to be stain resistant. So you know that that you're not going to be worried about it afterwards. Absolutely, and it's a darker fabric also. Yeah, a darker fabric, and also that often comes with a stain-resistant thing um, from the manufacturers, so it's worth asking about yes, that. Yeah. And I you're asking even, about remember the, how I taught you the, the rubs? Rub. You can look yeah. on the back, it's oh, right there. It's right there. Look. I'll never be able to unsee that now. I'll have to go looking for it every time. You're yeah. absolutely right. This has 100,000... Yeah. R- rub rating on that fabric. So you can invite your guest over for 100,000 times. times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the sofa longer than I'll have the friends, maybe. Okay, so these are, yes, so I'm getting the trend here. So okay, I'm looking now f- something very dodgy here. So feet. we're coming to the, oh, I'm glad you said that. So the barefoot, so this is a thing, and I love doing this. I love being barefoot in my own home and all the different textures that I'm on. And you've brought me in a selection of furs and wools, not to sit on, 
isn't this beautiful in front yes, of a log yes. fire? Even if you weren't nude, that's wonderful. <laughs> Even if, just your feet. <laughs> uh, they are beautiful. So wools, um, wh- what do we call this fabric? It's a kind you, of a, Usually it's like a, um, either a mohair or a furful, fur, fur, uh, fake Boofer, fur. Fake yeah. fur, yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Okay, lovely in, in clothing as well. And yeah. that's absolutely gorgeous. And right. I have another one for you, Sinead. Okay. We're not done. We're not done. Okay, now... I'm bracing myself. For the voyeurs, do you want them to see in? Or do you want to see out? <laughs> I want to see out. I definitely, I wouldn't want to upset them so much that they have to look at me so sitting in the nip ha- on my sofa, <laughs> sofa. So what we have here is you can have blinds or that are mesh. And if you put it out to the light, you could see. Oh my goodness. You can see right through it. Yes. Okay. And it, they could, you could see out, but they can't see All right, in. So this is a fabric that, oh, that's excellent, actually. So you could have that in a blind, pull it down. You can see out all the people walking by, added thrills, and uh, and they can't see you. And then a very, a beautiful transparent, not transparent, it's, okay, it's opaque, but the light comes through. Right, so fabric. it's a wall or sheer. Wall. That's for okay. a curtain. That's okay, for a curtain. Perfect. All right. You have brought us the panoply. Yes. Of yes. <laughs> Of beauty and design <laughs> for people who want to go, uh, who want to go nude um, in their homes. Uh, we've had nude Christmas trees. <laughs> we've had uh, nude furniture, and uh, and and this is now an added extra. So we won't know ourselves. Gary Cohen of Cohen Design. You will put a couple of pictures of this up on your Instagram, will you? I will. Okay. I will. I will. Yes. What, what is your Instagram? It's Cohen C O H N underscore Design. Uh, on Instagram so you'll see me there all right yes. fantastic and all of those beautiful you won't be able to look at a hotel sofa again folks <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today <laughs> thank on you the Sinead show. thank you The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint I am now going to address the question of the day. Indeed, the question of the year. Roisin Murphy, very <laughs> welcome to the News Talk studio. <laughs> oh, She's going to ask me about my build. Real or fake? What's real or fake? That's what I'm going to ask you. Oh, not the obvious things. Christmas trees. Christmas yeah. trees. It's not that kind yeah. of show. <laughs> it's a little early in the morning. I know. For the other I was like, going, what is she going to ask me? <laughs> You're all real, Roisin. Every yeah, single bit unfortunately, of you. says everybody. You're a bit too real. You're just a bit too real. Tone it back. Get a filter. Anyway, Christmas trees. Yeah. So, uh, I said at the beginning we were going to get the definitive answer from you. I'm p- pretty sure we're going to disagree anyway before we start, but go for it. Okay, go. well, I'm going to sound like one of those women who had plastic surgery and decided they were too big and had to get them taken out. I started off with fake. I have a kid who has allergic rhinitis. So um, it was really, really bad. So I had a big white and it was an excuse for me to go plastic. I had a big plastic, shiny white Christmas tree that I adored. Really? I adored oh, okay. it. You didn't feel it was second no, best? No, I went. Or... I love a white Christmas tree um, and I love white generally because I, I find winter quite dark. So I'm not madly into the light sucking trees. Uh, but then actually it was the kids who said we'll dose him up on a load of anti-allergen. He'll be grand for the two weeks, mum. Ignore him. Siblings are great, Siblings are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Very so empathetic. Then, then we went real and I thought, okay, I could do my Scandi natural look and everything would be fantastic. Like an E. And they, of course, then covered the whole thing in tinsel. I was like, what is this? What? So I have one rule when it comes to Christmas trees. 
people out there, don't be afraid to keep your kids out of the out of the room. You know, you know, you it's your tree. Owned, <laughs> yeah. be, and I know so many people who do Christmas that. Christmas is not for children. <laughs> no, it's for decorations it's for and looking beautiful. Ups to stick on the waterbird water. and yes. the belief. Yes, and, the and beautiful new hand silver. It's not for children's tinsels. It's not for sticky things that ruin the look of the room. Ruin it. I actually have to say, I know people who have. Two trees. I do too. And you stick one tree and say, kids, there go you go. That's your room. <laughs> the one that nobody's ever going to see. Yeah. And the beautiful one in the front room. <laughs> Isn't it so weird? But there's an even worse trend coming. All oh, my kids are going, block your ears. She's, she's going to take over the tree again. The nude tree. Now, I'm interested. That was a nice segue, Roisin, because before the break, we were talking nude furniture. No, uh, which nude. Was, Sitting nude on it, furniture. Yeah, we're not going to go back there. We're okay. not going to revisit right. it. It's, it was too much for me. I'm not still over it. <laughs> nude trees. No, okay, so sorry. Nude trees. That's just like in the garden. No, 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 okay. no. It's like this kind of, I think it's really for people who are growing them in pots. Um, which is a big trend as well. I have to say I've been that soldier and my tree died. For, but I got it early November. I think you need to get, if you're getting a living tree, you need to get it on the week. You can't get it for November. It has to be like the week before Christmas. But if it's a living it tree, dies. does that just mean you're not looking after it if, it does, if it's not living at the other end? If it's, I think you have to be really careful for the central heating. And uh, I got mine for a photo shoot and I was going, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to waste 90 euros on a tree. Being the real kind of woman from the country and I bought the tree early. So I'll keep it alive for a month. And then it was like kind of going, not in this sweat house, oh, you won't. Okay. So, but the, it's that kind of very spare look, maybe a delicate string of lights and in a basket at the bottom. So you can get these mini and smaller trees, I very like elegant, the small idea trees of that, actually. And that, that's not no tinsel. No, no tinsel, Tinsel's no lights, no day. nothing. Just a beautiful. Yeah. And it's also to do maybe with... Maybe a star. Oh, I'd say a star from a bit of recycled yeah. paper. <laughs> a, little, a little red bow I, on the box. I think it's that thing. Of the the eco friendly Christmas, the, yeah. the, okay. the, the the Christmas that has no carbon footprint. Well, talk to me then, because we are all more conscious mm. of that nowadays, yeah. and we want to do our best at Christmas. And I think we've talked in previous years about recycled wrapping paper and newsprint yeah. and all that. I love it. But in, when it comes to trees, yeah. is so there's always this dilemma I have where where you know, okay, trees are grown to be chopped down and used mm. once, or do you get the the mm-hmm. artificial tree, and how long do you have to keep it before that becomes an eco bargain? 12 years. I've done the research on this and anybody else who's interested, do, uh, mywaste.ie, the Irish uh, mm. kind of government agency, give a lot of advice about Christmas trees. But the research is 12 years you need to keep because it's a long time. Well, they come all the way, usually from China, unfortunately, which is a big distance. They're manufactured there. They're in plastic. Um, it's an intensive carbon rich uh, manufacturing mm. process. But likewise, with your own Christmas tree, you, I have to say also a shout out to anybody who had the art of the white Christmas tree. My white Christmas tree after nine years came out yellow. So they're not guaranteed. You mightn't get the 12 yeah. year. Yeah. Now, so you, maybe the yeah. real isn't the bad idea. The, now, you exactly. have a tip um, from the French. Of course, the French have this uh, you voila. Know, <laughs> wonderful design when <laughs> it comes to everything. Yeah. Um, so, so talk to me about that because I didn't yes. quite understand it. Oh, this is the Frenchies. I am very fond because the white Christmas tree. Okay, I love the white Christmas tree. And I, I I have to say now I have brought a lot of women in this direction when they came to the house because I did mine with kind of Ralph Lauren ribbons. I went it was I went really out there with the white tree. But the my my sister-in-law is from Paris. No, hold on, roll back a little bit now. You said Ralph get, Lauren ribbons. Lib- yes. On a on a tacky white 
tinsley Christmas tree. You see, that's where you're wrong. It wasn't tacky. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. What beautiful. is a Ralph Lauren ribbon when it's at home? Oh, OK. Now, first of all, I didn't go out and buy it. I got a present for my daughter. It was a Ralph Lauren little outfit. And it is a navy white and navy ribbon. Oh, about an inch and lovely. a half white. Matte. It's very beautiful. Oh, that's very en français. En français. It's okay. très belle. And did you know, did you hear the latest news? Sorry, on a complete segue, and this is completely out of line. Mr. Macron has changed the, the blue, blue and the French flag. Are, do you know what? We are going to talk okay, about that. Okay, but not today. Okay. Not this week. He right. has. It's outrageous. Let's go. Unreal. So the okay. French frocking powder. Flocking. It's flocking. <laughs> flocking I like powder. that though. Frocking. No, flocking <laughs> or frocking. It is a flocking thing. All their Christmas trees come white. They come white, okay? Because okay. my brother walked in and said, oh, you've gone French. And I went, oh, okay, he has noticed, He didn't notice that it was plastic. But you dip, you spray it with glue and you have a kind of a, a powder that you throw on it and it looks like, it looks like snow. You can get kind of spray that yeah, looks yeah. like snow. Yeah, but can. this is better than that. Well, this is flocking. So this is more more stuff you can fill your hair and your head with and your mind with. But they actually have machines in it in Paris where your tree automatically comes out flocked. But it is that really French thing and you put Just a few the tips of it. Oh, no, yeah. the whole thing, I think. The whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, Apparently Lord. Paris is full of white Christmas trees. Now, somebody out there is going to correct us. So I don't mind. But this is what I was told. And I have been attempting a flock ever since. OK. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's put the question out there again. Yeah. I asked at the top show, real or fake. But now I'm going to ask white <laughs> or green. Because, white or green? Do you know? Yeah. Like, that's an odd thing. I wouldn't have gone white now. I, I like... I think my sense of it was if I was buying an artificial tree and I've had them in the past uh, it would be the one that looks the nearest to a real tree it's oh, that kind point? of oh, green point? it's like if you were going to get fake boobs you'd go big you wouldn't go you wouldn't you would, sorry would like, do you know what I mean or lips they don't go I'd like a really oh, right. small implant in my mind so Roisin is, is for fake. the double D of double Christmas D. trees I'm with the go, go I'm big. with this B cup no I'm going first of all I'm going if you're fake don't apologise. Pink, black, white, whatever oh. you need. Uh, 53106, uh, send us in a picture of your tree if you feel like it to the home <laughs> show at newstalk.com and I will retreat the uh, uh, less interesting ones. No, the more interesting ones, of course. All right. Now, the interview of the year has already taken place. I'm not talking Meghan Markle and Ellen. <clears throat> I am talking Oprah, Adele. White suits. It White was. suit. Adele's white suit. Yeah. We've only seen clips now. It hasn't yeah. dropped this side of the pond yeah. yet. Um, but I have to tell you, Roisin, I'm a little bit shocked. And what? it's not by anything Adele said. It's not <laughs> by what Oprah was wearing. <laughs> Topiary in a bowl on the table between them. No, I know. Oprah's lost it. No, she's mad into table toppers. She does an owl. Fla- she, she, a lovely bowl. Yeah. Right. Me- Megan. Megan. Beautiful flowers. I hated Megan's one. I did not like Megan's one. I thought it looked like a, I thought it looked Megan's was very kind of parsimonious, very unsculptured. Clipped. Okay, so this yeah. was a clipped little, you know, topiary with this beautiful yeah. cut kind of in the nail scissors yes. kind of bonsai okay. trees. Yeah. In a sitting in a bowl where it has no what business to be. I loved about this. Couldn't couldn't listen to it Adele. What That's all I was looking I at. I loved about this. Go is ahead. This is where we are in terms of the outside room. This is, it is the absolute ultimate, div- you can't have topiary mm. balls apart from one day in your home on a table. But the topiary ball, that guy, she's still nailing the outside room. She Now, what I don't like is the fact that she's... In California. She has also 
dumped a whole load of furniture, brought in a whole suite of furniture for Adele, which is not good. Okay, but they I do think the topiary boards, there's that sandstone bowl that she loves. She loves that color. So this is the thing, because we all have in our homes, mm. you know, random, I'm sure, bowls, um, dishes, you know, stuff that you tell us to put in our homes to make it look nice. Not me. I'm not mad about a bowl that doesn't have anything in it. I know you try to include me in that. You bring us in art every single week. Art is different to a bowl with rubbish. The only time I ever allow for it is... Pine cones, Roisin. I like the Little silver balls that you can um, kind of put in. Potpourri. Potpourri is a function. Okay, smelly bums, potpourri, fine. But I find that a bowl, I end up putting I mean, where are you rubbish in. To I just put, put rubbish in. Rubbish in. Okay. I put. I collect things and then I go. I won't throw that out. There's in half an earring, bit of an earring, bit of a lighter, bit of a pair of oh, glasses. Well, that's just untie. I mean, if you're going to do the design thing, like oh, what des- about those? <laughs> do everybody remember from the eighties or maybe it was the early nineties? Yeah. Those kind of glass vases and you put in layers of sand. Do you know? Now I know it got everywhere, it was mad, but okay, it be pretty. Yeah, to look but at. I think the sand was very functional because I think and marbles because that was for waiting a vase for flowers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm, I still do that is that bad? No, that's not okay. bad. That's what I mean. It's sensible. But what I am in a quandary about is corks, corks, corks in a glass, corks in corks in a picture frame. You see it in, in gastro kind of super cool pubs. Where all do the we time. put it? You can't put your your corks in waste in the in the recycling. recycler. Yeah. Mm. So I think that these bow this this is really the there is in everybody's house. As a result of that, there are copper coins and the cork vessels for collection. What are you? Are you a glass vase with lots of corks? Or a super savvy saver by putting all your coins yes. in the jar. It's, and you go to the local centre or whatever it is and you empty out yeah. your coins and get the money. You give it to the kids. Going, you want money to spend, carry that down to the centre. Yeah. My point is, where are the corks of the country going? Where are your corks, Sinead? Yeah, well, sorry. I mean, unfortunately, to my shame, they're going in the bin. Are they? Yeah. What am I to do with them? I said, like, put them in one of those useless glass vases we all have. To, to what? I mean, I like stuff in a bowl or something, but not corks. <laughs> I, apart from <laughs> anything else, I'd probably be reminded of how much wine I'm drinking. Well, I, I think there is a real issue about this, like about the cork stuff is a very biodegradable, recyclable material. And where is mm. it going? Okay, so I collect cork. I do have corks. I have corks. I was trying to say and I'm going to make a giant pin board. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but that's the one thing I see in vases all over the country or they put them in picture frames. But the actual bowl with the balls, and there is a whole tradition. I absolutely love a ceramic ball in the garden. I love one. It's one of my favourite things. You'll yeah. see a beautiful orb. We see yeah. them in Trinity. The, the sphere is a very big thing. But you can actually buy Oprah's kind of topiary balls for the interior where they're like a felted ball. Mm. Now, they look fantastic, but I don't understand the purpose that would annoy me because I'd have to dust it and yeah. have to clean it. There is a bit of that about yeah. it. Now so, coming up to Christmas, I'm thinking that, you know, those vases and, and receptacles, let's call mm. them, are actually a great way of putting on the baubles you don't want on the Christmas tree. They're just piling them up. So it's yeah. a temporary installation. No, I do like that. And I have my own uh, collection of disco balls that because all the tops went off. Them. Oh, of so, course you do. <laughs> I've had disco balls for many for over twenty years. The one who says, "Oh, I don't like a tacky Christmas tree." (laughs) Disco. A disco ball is not tacky, Sinead. A disco ball has come into its own urban legendary status. But the disco ball is, um, or something very bright and light in a ball. I do. I think it's a wonderful place or Christmas tree lights. But I'm not sure. I think the bowl is in itself. Just leave it. 
Just leave, leave it. it naked. The naked bowl. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's your rule. Right. Naked bowl. Don't be putting anything in it. Um, good. Okay. Now each week you bring yes. me in something. Lovely. You were worried. Lovely. You thought I, I was going to be a radiator. I know ah. what this is before yes. you're even telling yes. me. Um, so, oh God, it's very heavy actually. This is a yoga mat or in my case, a Pilates mat. How is the shoulder? Uh, the shoulder, shoulder cuff injury, folks, yeah. is is getting a little bit better. Okay. Uh, I have a very nice physio to thank for that. Um is this Maser or yes? Oh, and okay. Flow State with Adrian Beautiful Flow State. Murphy, who does these wonderful. So this is a yoga mat. Yeah. It's very heavy, very long, very good quality. It's mm. also a hanging mat because I can see the two yeah. loops on the top. Yeah. It is a profusion of color. There mm. is shocking pink. There mm. is white chevrons. There is red, green, orange. Everything you can yeah. you can think of, and it's beautiful. Okay, now because it is Christmas, give you energy. Well, it does, and I think as well. I have had one of these for several years, and I think that in that thing where you really are at home, it's a lovely Christmas gift. It goes out. It goes it in the, the wall as a piece. Do you know I what I like about it? it? Here's what I like. Are you going to try it? I am. It's, okay. It's longer than my yeah. own mat. Yeah. At home. So actually, I'm wondering, can I do a better plank on well, it? Well, we're Hold going. This is for you, Sinead. So you, I'm going to leave this with you, so you can test it out for us. Oh, she's doing a plank. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, ooh. As they, ooh. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's what the yoga mat does. Ooh. It puts the ooh. That was a definitely better class of a plank. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible. But the thing about it is, it's a lovely Irish company. They're designed, made with the artists in combination. And what I like about this one, okay? I'm just going to talk about the art here for a minute. That indicate the brush strokes indicate mm. movements. Because when uh, before I resigned from being an artist, yes. I was very interested in movement. And what I love about this one is those vivid brush strokes suggesting that movement. But when you go, I have these. These really do ground you. Like they're very um, solid. You know, you, the, the rubber's very. I'll heavy. ask you next week how you yeah. got on. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Take it home for yeah. Me. You're okay, taking it home with you. Yeah. All right. Well, I will show that to my Pilates teacher, and uh, and I'm sure I'll be the best in the class. All right, Roisin, Thank you very much. So flow state. A uh, beautiful yoga mat yeah. there and uh, a lovely thing. Actually, that should be a lovely thing to give somebody. Um, it is a nice thing for Christmas. As we are okay. not looking, we're looking at. Uh, 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 but husband's not your wife. Right. OK. Or as, as a friend I know got a, a gym subscription uh, last year. Not not a good thing. OK. <laughs> now, so <coughs> that is all we have time oh for. If you have anything you would like to cover. Actually, we're going to be doing a whole Christmas schedule now coming up yeah. on the show. So we started with trees today and we're going to be doing loads of stuff. Roisin, yeah. Going to be involved in that I, research. I, anything you'd yeah, like to I'm really interested because once again, we're go objective design. You heard it here first many moons ago. We are going to nail a few decent objects over the next Irish weeks. designers yep. and, and creators there. All right. Well, listen, get in touch with us at 53106 for 30 cent. Email us at the home show at newstalk.com. You'll find me on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan and you'll find Roisin. Roisin Murphy Architect. Uh, so thanks uh, to the production team this week. Don't forget to check out our podcast on the News Talk website. And uh, thanks to Gareth Mulhall, Stephen McLoon on sound and Tom Savage is up next. He'll be talking, <laughs> he'll be talking to one of Ireland's leading celebrity chefs who has become a yoga expert. You're joking. So do listen in for that. Stay tuned and uh, have a great weekend. And remember, we are on at the earlier time now of 8am. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. 